You're listening to The Couplehood Podcast, a podcast designed for parents who want to keep their romantic relationships thriving and build their most intentional life. I'm your host, Allison Villa, psychotherapist and relationship expert. Hello and welcome back. We are continuing our Sandbox Spotlight series today. And I want to remind you that, as you know, in this series, we talk a lot about the four relationship seasons. So if you want to get clear on your relationship season, head over to alisonvilla.com to take the free quiz to figure out what season you're in. Because when you know your season, it helps you to adjust your expectations and take the appropriate actions to best support your couple exactly where you are in this moment. I also wanted to take a moment to tell you a little bit about Couple Sandbox because I know so many of you know about Couple Sandbox. It's my online membership program designed to help parents reclaim the passion and play in their relationship. But I often get, but what is it? Like, what does it actually look like? So I thought I would break it down so you really understand the full picture of what Sandbox looks like. So when you become a Sandbox member, you get access to a beautiful video library of topics and conversation starters that are based around you as a couple, right? You are parents and some of the conversations are around the vision that you have for your family, but essentially those topics are about you. And because I am also a parent, all of these videos and lessons are between five and 10 minutes each. I know that you don't have a whole lot of time. And so the whole approach is to be short and impactful and meaningful. So you get access to this entire video library of conversation starters. And the way the community aspect of Sandbox works is that when I upload a new conversation starter each month, that's where we have our group call and we come together and we all talk about that month's topic. So you get to have those conversations on your own as a couple And then we also get to have them together as a community. And let's be honest, I know some of my couples who have already been on the Couplehood podcast have shared that sometimes they don't even watch the lesson until a few minutes before the live call. Or sometimes I often say to my Sandbox members, it's really okay if you if you don't watch the lesson, just still come to the call and join the conversation, right? And this is why it's important to have a community because it just gives you that accountability of, oh my gosh, I want to have this conversation and it's important. But sometimes when you don't have a deadline or like I'm saying, the accountability of a really awesome, supportive, understanding group of people who are also parents and also have, you know, life happening and really get it and have the similar struggles that you have, it just helps to normalize your experience. And we have such an amazing group of people inside of Sandbox. They honestly, I just feel like I feel I feel so excited to have these conversations every other Sunday night. It's really fun for me. We have such a, a wonderfully accepting and honest group of people. So that's what Sandbox looks like. It's a video library and you can access those lessons on your own time. Some people don't like to join the live calls and they just listen to the replays. And some people love the live calls. Actually, a lot of people like the live calls. So that's what Sandbox looks like in short. Today, Sandbox members Cecilia and Joey are going to share their experience. So Cecilia and Joey have been together for about eight and a half years, and their kids are four, six, and eight years old. Now, if you are a couple who has had 
a lifestyle change because of the pandemic. And it's, you know, forced you to really assess your values and adjust according to your family's needs. This story is going to resonate with you because Cecilia and Joey have made some really big lifestyle changes over the past year. And it's really neat to see them move through the seasons. They've been Sandbox members for around five months and they have moved through the season quite quickly and they've been through such an amazing journey. I'm really looking forward to you hearing their story. So let's dive in. Cecilia and Joey, welcome to the podcast. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. I think it's going to connect with a lot of other couples. So thanks for being here and sharing. Oh, you're welcome. So I thought we could start at the beginning. So you've been Sandbox members for around three or four months. And when you started, what season were you in? When we started, we were, I'd say coping slash coasting, mainly coping. We had a few good days coasting. (laughs) That's a good way of saying it. When you're in coping and you have those days that you feel like you're coasting, you're like, yes, that was a great day, right? You have those moments. How did you feel at the beginning of Sandbox? Would you say it was around coping, coasting as well, Joey? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, we started the Sandbox program during the pandemic, so certainly coping with those uh, kind of issues. And yeah, like Cecilia said, some good days we coasted, but for the most part, mostly coping. I wouldn't put us in any of the other uh, seasons at that stage. And now you've retaken the quiz and you've been really consistent with Sandbox over the past few months. So where are you now as a couple? What season? We're in the connected season. And I find that sometimes maybe even confident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty confident, I'd say. I mean, you know, once you learn what the seasons are about and what kind of behavior you can expect from each one of the seasons, it's a lot easier to define where you are. So I definitely say confident because, you know, for anyone who who knows the seasons, confident is where you can actually take on projects together and work together and do stuff. And that's where we are. That's so exciting. And I think even the feeling too, right? When we were in the coping and coasting season, I can say probably just date nights or when we were feeling connected or even confident. And it was when we were able to just let loose and just chit chat. And that's how I'm feeling with us now. It's just, it's that feeling when we're out on a date, but we're actually just home and the kids are still around. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. So your day-to-day life, you feel that connection in the the day-to-day. Exactly. Whereas before you felt that connection on the date nights, but not consistently. Oh, that's a really helpful way to look at that. Does that relate to you, Joey, as well? Yep. Oh, yeah. Even there were some date nights where we weren't as connected, but at least, at least it was just the two of us. So it was easier than with the whole crowd, the whole family and the kids around. But I definitely agree when we went out, just she and I, things were easier, things were more connected. We could focus on each other rather than everybody else's needs. Be there, be present with each other. It's so important to to have that feeling of just being able to see each other outside of parents and teammates and all of those really other important roles. But it's so important that you see each other as individuals too, right? So you've had some significant lifestyle changes. Cecilia, you have changed your work as a result of what's been going on with the pandemic. So maybe you can share a little bit about that and how that's affected your family and also how it's affected your relationship. Before the pandemic, I just, I was a completely different person. (laughs) Just busy with work, just tired, burnt out, overwhelmed all the time. And I just felt like coming home 
to kids, it was just even more work. And then he and I weren't at a very good place. So it was even more to to deal with emotionally. Mm-hmm. So it was really tough. And I think this pandemic really helped us reflect on our needs emotionally and for the family, especially for the mm-hmm. kids. Taking a step back and taking time off of work because I was going through a lot of anxiety. We realized that this is what we needed. We needed me to just focus on the family and not being at work and then having to come home and be tired and trying to cook and clean and doing all of that kind of stuff because that pretty much is like a full-time job. And so when we realized that this is a better lifestyle, we're very fortunate that we can do this. And he suggested that we do this for another few years until the kids are a little bit older. It's just such a relief because I still had that in the back of my head, like, oh my gosh, I still have to go to work. Now I can just focus on the family. So taking work out of the equation and really listening to yourself, like, wow, I've been really stressed and stretched for a long time. And that was causing anxiety and having Joey's support saying, why don't you step back from from that and just put your focus into the family? And now you can do that. And how has that affected the kids? And how has that affected your relationship, Joey? Definitely for the better. It's such like Cecilia said, before it was like a rat race for both of us. And that that was not a good effect on the kids because they need our time, they need our patience, they need our compassion. And sometimes you only have so much of that in one day that by the time you get to the people that really matter, you're, you're on E. So now the fact that Cecilia is focusing more on the family means she's using that energy on the people that that matter first. And that's really important. You could see the kids are happier because they see that we're happier. We hug more, we kiss more, and, and, and that makes them want to hug and kiss more and just be happy. And yeah, you, you could just tell it's good for their mental health to see mommy and daddy really getting along and having somebody there, especially Cecilia. She's an amazing mother and parent and everything. Having her there with her undivided attention, yeah, it's, it's a really positive effect. And that's exactly at undivided attention because I think when I was working, I was just on overdrive and he was too. And when I got home from work or when he came home from work later, I was still in that mindset, oh, I'm so tired. I need I need my break now. And just and I was always counting, you know, looking at the clock. I was like, oh my gosh, he's late again. He's late again. <laughs> and then so that I started to get angry and not even paying attention to his facial expressions or, or even like sensing if he had a good day or bad day. Now I can every single day I can see even the kids when I pick them up. I can ask them, how was your day? Or even just observe them and see if they had a good day. And would Joey too, so I can be there to help them mm. and not just be like, oh, well, no, I need my break now. Yeah, like you really have the capacity now for other people in the home and, and their feelings and tuning into those. Does that, it sounds like the way you're talking about it, that it fills you up now instead of it draining you the way it did in the past. It does. It really fills me up. Just even seeing them, you know, even if they're, especially if the kids are having a bad day, I can physically and emotionally be there for them and talk with them and seeing mm-hmm. that change in their mood. And even with Joey, I, he's tired and hungry. I'm like, okay, let me just whip you up something, you know, quick to eat. And boom, I, I can. Instead, like I before, I would just wasn't there. I just wasn't there. It's such a huge decision to make as a couple and as a family to decide to have one person 
home and one person to be the earner. And I know that took a lot of decision making and a lot of considerations. And I, I think a lot of people listening, it's going to help them really do that questioning too, because it's so important to look at how we work and how it impacts everybody in the home. So it's amazing how you just said I was drained before because I couldn't handle other people's emotions. And now you're filled up by it. Like what a huge lifestyle shift to make as a couple and to, to recognize how important that was. Yeah. And I think like you, you said before, it's a lot of unlearning, right? Because mm. we were brought up, like, I don't know, like with my parents, I was brought up to just work and I had a job when I was 13 and I was always, I always through, through school had one or two jobs and just always working. And even now I feel like, oh boy, okay, I have a lot of things to do, my list and I get disappointed in myself when I don't check off all of those things that I was supposed to do. So it's just learning to just... It's an adjustment, right? And there's also been other lifestyle changes over the past year, right? I know as a couple, there were some habits that developed more in the pandemic that you realized, ooh, these might not be serving us as much. And then you shifted away from those. Did you want to share a little bit about that? Definitely during the pandemic, and I think a lot of other people, especially at the beginning when he didn't really know what was happening. We knew that there was this virus going around. We didn't know much about it. Things were getting locked down. People were losing jobs. Stress was beginning to build amongst everybody because it was just so unknown. I think like a lot of other people, uh, I started drinking a lot more, especially since uh, since the LCBO always stayed essential. So it was always <laughs> there for you. And you know, also I, uh, I, I, I used to go to work and I listened to the radio every day. And just hearing, even when the people on the radio are, are just making jokes, you know, alcohol consumption in, in Ontario or in Canada is, is at an all-time high. And you, you hear it and it, it influences you, you know, even if it's just subconsciously like, oh, well, everybody else is doing it. So I think I definitely started drinking a lot more to cope with everything, not just with the stress of the unknown, but also with the stress of family life, the stress of work. But certainly the unknown played a, a big role in increasing the drinking to uh, a stage where it was noticeably harmful. So that was at the outset. Mm -hmm. And what changed? Well, number one, things that were already, I'd say, um, on rocky grounds between Cecilia and I, got worse. And and eventually, for myself at least, I knew things would have to change. But it's so hard once you're in a habit. So you have to change your habits. And we tried a couple of different forms of counseling on Cecilia's recommendations, which now hindsight's always 2020. I appreciate and I'm so thankful for. But at the time, didn't seem like a great idea until we stumbled across this thing called sandbox and i remember cecilia said to me you know let's let's go listen to i think it was a podcast or something it was, you were talking and i was skeptical and maybe you might or might not remember this but people were typing in questions and and you were answering them and i was saying to cecilia i don't think this is even live so so i <laughs> asked the question is this even live and you responded yes you're live so that's when i knew i wasn't dealing with a robot so that was the first hurdle to overcome then i think cecilia got got more interested in the Sandbox program and suggested that I join, which I did. And you really learn a lot about the season. You know, the, the unique thing is that it's broken down into these, these elements that you don't really get 
about other forms of therapy. You know, like you're in this season or in that season, but it makes sense. It just makes a lot of sense. How do the seasons help you? They help you sort of identify where you are. And I think more than anything else, they teach you that you're not stuck there forever. So even though you might feel like you're in uh, coping for, you know, eight years, like us, <laughs> you're not there forever. And the fact that you do these sessions with other people, you realize there are other people in the same boat as you. Mm -hmm. Because other forms of therapy where you're one-on-one, -on -one, you know, you could hear from the counselor or the therapist, you're not alone. But when you actually see those other people and you hear their stories, it makes it more relatable. And in fact, one thing that I really liked is so many times in the sessions, there would be the male or the female from another couple that would say something like, yeah, just like Joey or just like Cecilia, I feel this way or I feel that or this and that has happened. Yeah, we can relate. We can relate to each other. So that was sort of a unique approach and it's nice. It, it works. If you ask me, I think that it helps because it puts things into more perspective than just talking to somebody one on one and laying out all your problems and hearing what could be this or could be that. Different things will work for different people, I suppose. I love what you're sharing, Joy. There's a few things there, you know, being honest about initially feeling skeptical, like what actually is this? And that initial feeling, then also Cecilia bringing it to you again and then feeling like okay yeah let's go for it it does take some courage to step out of that comfort zone to be like oh what are we going to talk about on these sessions with other couples that i don't even know right yeah, yeah and it's so cool to hear you say that you enjoy hearing from other people and that it really helps to normalize your experience yeah it's true like at the first the first session you're probably the most scared which is where i think you take it the the easiest on us also but then you get comfortable and people could delve a little more into what they're experiencing and where they are. And it's nice to have those sort of tutorials and quizzes to take beforehand because it gives you an idea of uh, what to expect. So you're not walking into it like a deer in headlights kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and how about for you, Cecilia, those lifestyle changes that you've made as a couple? I know you're being a lot more active together as well, which has had a positive impact. Can you maybe speak a little more to that? Yeah, well, um, just like Joey, I, I got in a little bit of a rut too. And so I, you know, had I had quite a bit of wine and just reflecting and talking with each other and starting to even set goals through Sandbox that we want to be more of a healthy couple. And mm -hmm. we started to both just stop, completely stop during the weekdays, weeknights and um, just treat ourselves during the weekends. But like, Joey, especially, he's waking up at 4.30 in the morning, working out before work. It's just, it's incredible. And, and for me too, I, I'm incorporating my workouts during the day now and eating healthier. Sometimes Uber eats and skip the dishes, but you know, just on occasion. <laughs> Friday nights, they're always allowed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it makes us look forward to our nights that we can have a couple of drinks and order mm -hmm. Uber eats and just spending time with each other. And that's kind of like our date night indoors mm -hmm. but it's not like it's it's an occasion now yeah I love that you came to this together and were really intentional and re like had those realizations together because when you set that vision set that goal as a couple it makes you feel really empowered like I see that in you right how excited you feel like I remember one of the first 
sandbox calls where I was checking in, okay, what season are you in? Because our calls are every other week and we have a a check-in, like what season are are you in? And I remember you guys saying like, we are in the confidence season. And you were so excited about it because you had been on such a journey. Like it was, I really remember that moment. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't take us long. Like we started with you, what, three months ago. And I remember when you you even had a session about vision. This is when we were still in like the coping slash coasting season. And I was telling you after I was like, I'm getting a little bit upset because I can't even focus on, I can't even think of a vision because we're just trying to focus on not fighting. We were, you know, and not that we compare a lot during Sandbox, but everyone else had these visions and we were just like... Which, to be fair, there were other couples also who were in that coping season. And it's, it is, it's harder for those listening. So the family and relationship vision is your action item when you're in the connected season. So it makes sense that if you're in coping or coasting, you're like, I can't even get through the day. Forget thinking five years ahead. And that was that moment for you. But I think those conversations that you committed to having like every other week kept you feeling connected and moved you towards those realizations of, yeah, I think we want to be more healthy. And then as soon as you shifted that lifestyle, this is what moved you so quickly into connected and confident, right? Yeah. It was amazing. Like we would get here so soon. Yeah, it's true. So we were on the same page. We did it, you know, we wanted to do it together and, um, which was a big, change from where we were because we weren't really doing anything together other than raising the kids you know that was sort of we were just living in the same house raising the children together making sure they're okay they're healthy they're always fed they're always happy for the most part but not really so much on us because us just wasn't working i don't know maybe it just wasn't on our minds Uh, maybe they were just too young I, i don't know but then yeah it started with those quizzes those exercises those focus on stuff together small goals to start and now uh, bigger goals. Yeah, it's so exciting. I'm going to wind it down, wrap it up. And I want to leave you with one last question, which is how we end our sandbox calls. So I wanted you to share one thing you're grateful for about each other. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll start because okay. this one's an easy one for me, especially in this, uh, in this podcast. I'm grateful that Cecilia never gave up and just always kept on trying to find another way and another way because we've gone through several counseling and therapists and even though it might have not have been successful before i'm grateful that she never stopped trying wow that's amazing because that's how i feel about him like that Hmm. that's what i'm grateful for his dedication and i feel that and i think that's why I, i spoke to you allison that i was wondering it was in my past relationships that when things go really when things get hard i usually just run I just take off. And he just insisted, no, we're going to keep trying at this. <laughs> even after me dropping the D-bombs a few times. And, he, and, and even now, just knowing that I'm at a better place and he sees the vision that, okay, we can do this for a few more years and you can be happy and the kids can be happy and we can focus on how our lives now and especially since the kids are a lot are younger now when the kids get older we can I can think about going back to work but he's really just focused on being there for the family and just making sure that we're all good that's beautiful thank you so much for sharing today I really really appreciate it all right take care you guys Thanks for tuning in to the Couplehood Podcast. 
It says so much about you that you're carving out this time for yourself and for your relationship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Head over to allisonvilla.com to learn more. A special shout out to my podcast editor, Emily Millane from theultimatecreative.com. You are a rock star. All right, you guys. Until next time, I'm Allison Villa wishing you love on your couplehood journey.